When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Got a text here from Vic. He says the Oilers are not going to make the playoffs, but who cares? We have five new beer guards, beer gods in charge of our city. Long live the beer. That is from Vic, one of our loyal listeners and texters. Good to hear from him. Uh, I believe, Vic, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I shouldn't give away any uh, any information about a, about a texter, but I, I, I believe Vic, well, I'll just say this. I believe Vic is a big football guy. Ah, I mean, he listens to Inside Sports. He likes the Oilers, but I, I think his, if you, if you put him to it, like if you put him like James Bond on, uh, on in Goldfinger, and strap them to a table with the laser coming towards his crotch, and you ask him for his favorite sport, I think he would probably say football. I think I know of yeah. this Vic that you speak. I, of. I don't think I don't think he would say. Do you expect me to talk? And I would say, no, Vic, I expect you to die. We, that, that's not what would happen. He would just say football, and uh, we would move on. But a big uh, big sports fan, and I do appreciate his uh, text to Inside Sports. And he's, and he's funny, too, if you have a little bit of humor. It's more likely that I will read your text as well. Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Now 3-3, Lightning and Capitals. They're late in the second period. Early in the third, Toronto leading Buffalo 3-1. Marner with his 25th, Tavares his 41st, Matthews his 35th, Middlestat his 11th for Buffalo. Later, Senators, Canucks, and Jets, and Ducks. Okay. In the Canadian Football League, the league and the Players Association negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement for an update there. I'm pleased to welcome back to the show Eskimos long snapper Ryan King, who is the uh, player rep for the Eskimos. Ryan, great to have you back on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Reid. Uh, thanks for having me as well. Everything's uh, good over here at Edmonton. The sun is shining. Snow is melting, and it uh, just means uh, hopefully football season's right around the corner. Well, it's coming up. I think uh, May nineteenth is when camp starts, so that's uh, that's two months away. Today's March twentieth, so that's pretty cool. Ryan, thanks for doing this, especially in the middle of CBA negotiations. I know sometimes, depending on the league or the year, you just don't get much information at all. So, so thanks for being willing to to do this. I'll, I'll start generally. Just how would you characterize the the tone of the talk so far? Would you, would you, at the very least, say at least things are progressing towards an agreement? Yeah, I think that's definitely uh, the focus. First of all, is to um, you know we all we all want a, a CFL season and, and we want to uh, put an agreement together. And you know, in reality, uh, both sides uh, got to come together uh, and put put a put a package together. So from that perspective, I think um, things are going really smooth. Uh, both sides have been presented and. Um, they're working through both of those. And, uh, you know, from, from my perspective, uh, being in the meetings uh, in Calgary over the weekend, um, things just seem to be moving along 
uh, really well. Uh, discussions are, are ongoing, obviously, on a whole bunch of topics, but uh, there's an understanding of you know both sides of, of negotiating, and, and uh, we see their, their points and, and views, and they see ours. And at the end of the day, you know, really, we just you know want a respectful deal that represents the membership, and, and they need a respectful deal that represents the CFL. So I think from that perspective, uh, we're both kind of on the same page. Can you give us maybe a little bit of a sense of what some of the the issues might be? I mean, certainly when people hear CBA negotiations in, in sports or in any profession, they, they think salaries. And then obviously with pro sports, you got things like health insurance. You got the uh, head injury talk that continues to swirl around f- football. Are there some, you know, m- some more headline discussion points along the way here? Well, yeah, there there. There absolutely is, and um, you know, obviously, not getting into any specifics. Um, you know, there's there's many things that the membership has expressed over the last two years, uh, and really since the last CBA. And if you look at the history of CBA uh, negotiations, each one generally builds off of the previous one. And uh, you know, we put together a, a good package last time, and and we've broken it down and uh, presented our new one to the league. So I think the big thing is is that. You know, these are extensive packages that are put together uh, over a couple of years' worth of work, uh, meeting with the members at Grey Cup, AGM meetings, uh, conference calls all the time. Um, so these are just, you know, there's tons of things on the table. Um, the most important thing I think that collectively we all massively agree on is the player health and safety. Uh, you know, if there's no players on the field there's no product uh, to be uh, um, shown to the fans and and, and we got to be able to protect our players and you know there's lots of important topics WCB being a, a headliner and has been uh, this offseason so far um, and I think that's a main driver from the CFLPA to you know protect our members and get them long-term health coverage and you know so I think that's going to be really a main driver in uh, a lot of this negotiations is going to be related back to the health and player safety side of negotiations. Okay, this happened, uh, what, five years ago was the last negotiations, and it got, I think, a little dicier than a, a lot of Canadian football fans would have hoped for. The, you know, the term work stoppage came up as speculation a few times. Um, like, can you tell, is, is there like a potential to strike here? Is, is that on the table at all, or uh, what can you say about that well, fear, I like guess, the strike, the strike vote is... is, is uh... You know, you almost got to look at that as a, a position in bargaining. Um, both sides obviously have it in play. It's always sitting on the table. And, um, you know, that's just the reality of negotiations. And for, you know, people that understand collective bargaining agreements and negotiating and bargaining and, and how it all works, uh, you know, of course that's in play. And if you don't feel like you're getting a respectful deal um, and you don't feel like it's representing the membership, uh, you know, to basically all their best interest, then, yeah, you absolutely have to be willing to play that. Now, um, there's a lot that comes with a strike vote, and obviously both the players, the league, the fans, everyone, we don't want that. So it's almost uh, a pressure piece for both sides to get a deal done because no, at the end of the day, nobody wants to strike. Ryan King joining us on Inside Sports. Eskimos long snapper 
He is the uh, player rep for the Players Association for the Eskimos as uh, CBA negotiations are ongoing with the league. One of the things that has grabbed some headlines here, Ryan, is a potential ratio change, uh, a possible reduction of the number of Canadian starters from seven to six or even five. Uh, do you have any con- And it's funny too because some of your your members, your your fellow players, have been uh, bantering about this on Twitter as well. Do you have any comment on on this? proposal or this type of discussion well read obviously with uh, how media outlets are in today's world and the accessibility of players to you know view their opinions and the way they feel they they need to um you know and us as a membership uh and a bargaining committee and you know a group of player reps that have put together this package these are all um, topics and issues that have been negotiated and uh, debated forever, you know. So uh, some grab more attention than others, uh, but there's multiple other um, major issues that are being bargained right now. Um, we're obviously not going to give any specifics or like a position on this because we're in negotiations and we're bargaining a deal right now and. There's, you know, again, like many topics on this. And at the end of the day, we've all kind of collectively agreed that we're not going to bargain through the media because this is just in today's world. This is just how um, these things and you've got to adapt um, and, and, you know, deal with this. So we, we don't even uh, we support our members, you know, even if they choose to in today's world publicly, you know, talk about the negotiations because it shows how passionate our membership really is and and we've already you know taken everything into consideration and built the package over the last two years like i said and um you know i know it has the support of the entire membership okay fair enough well something we'll keep an eye on there for sure ryan while i have you i'd, I'd be remiss if i didn't ask you about some significant eskimos off-season news uh, free agency was back on february 12th and it was a busy day for the Eskimos. Uh, I, you know, we certainly started to get the sense going into that weekend that, that Mike would be moving on, and he did go to the BC Lions. Uh, but the Eskimos made a lot of news. Uh, I mean, Trevor Harris came over. You got Ellingson, the receiver from Ottawa. You got Rogers, the offensive lineman. Plus, you got some new linebackers. Plus, you got a couple of receivers. You know, Daniels from the Stamps. Uh, and you got Anthony Orange, the DB from uh, from BC as well. So, uh, I don't. what was it like for you, you know, as an Eskimo, kind of uh, be, being an observer to, to all the all the moves on that day. I know for me, it was like every 15, 20 minutes, you'd see another tweet or I'd get another press release from the Eskimos about a new player. What was that day like for you sitting there and, and saying goodbye to a couple teammates, but seeing some new guys coming in? Well, first of all, how exciting that day was. Uh, there's no question. Obviously, with the, the main headline of all that is uh, Mike Riley moving on. Uh, which we, you know, love and wish him the best, of course. And uh, But how exciting was that turnaround? I think Brock Sunderland had a chance to, you know, finally put together a roster. I know he's, you know, you walked into training camp roster and then you, you know, worked together a year. I think this is, was, was awesome to see him pull the triggers like he did. And we put together, uh, you know, a whole new uh, kind of, vibe around the Eskimos and I think the fans love it the players love it I think I'm I'm super excited uh, I got to meet Trevor Harris at uh, PA meetings um, this offseason so we, we got time to kind of catch up and Larry Dean and 
a bunch of guys. So I think um, I think it's great for the team what we did, and I think everyone's going to be super excited, obviously, to get into training camp and get together and see everyone and meet everyone. And, um, you know, it's going to be, yeah, I, I can't wait to get to training camp. How do you reflect on Riley's tenure here and uh, maybe your relationship with, with him and what he meant, uh, meant to you in that locker room? Oh, he, uh, I've developed uh, an unbelievable relationship um, with Mike over the years playing with him. Uh, you know, we've been together from, from the start to finish in his Edmonton time. And, uh, you know, I'm just what an what a opportunity it is for me to be able to, you know, be a part of his whole kind of legacy as the Eskimos. Um, you know, one of the greatest to play here, uh, won a great cup with him. He sits two down for me in the locker room, like kind of the memories and all the fun times over the years. Um, you know, will obviously always be there. But, you know, it was cool for me to kind of see him develop into the player he is today as well, um, coming in as, you know, he was competing in training camp, him and Mike Riley, or him and Matt Nichols, you know, and it was cool to see him kind of take the stand on that and where he's gone um, from that has been, you know, really cool to kind of be a part of, um, other than the media scrums that he uh, he seemed to always get after games uh, bled into my locker all the time, so I'd have to change around the corner, but uh, that's just the Mike Riley effect, and uh you know, if you sit close enough to him, you can touch him. Uh, you're going to have to deal with uh, all you guys in the media. But, uh, you know, we wish him the best, obviously, um, as a, as a, uh, as the team. Obviously, all the players that played with him, um, you know, our, our fan base obviously wishes him the best. And, you know, this is the business side of the game, and, and you have to respect and support, you know, people making business decisions, you know, in their careers. And it's, uh, I'm happy I got to play with them. And I'm, Excited that I'm going to get to play against them. Well, last one for you, Ryan, and thanks for your time tonight. Uh, another, more changes for the Eskimos with the coaching staff. Some coaches are back, including Jason Moss, but uh, some some position changes. And I guess the ones that are going to affect you the most, former Eskimo A.J. Gass takes over special teams. And a guy who was here a few years ago, Philip Lawley, is here as the defensive coordinator. I don't, I don't know if you've had any you know, extensive meetings or have worked with these guys a little bit uh, yet at all. But, um, you know, clearly special teams was a discussion on shows like this a lot last year because uh, people wanted a little more, I think, especially out of the return game. And, uh, and you know, I think they wanted a little more pressure out of the defense, and Lawley seems to be bringing that, uh, that attitude. So do you, do you have any sense of the impact those two guys might have yet? Well, I definitely know the impact on uh, Coach Lawley. Uh, obviously, he... Uh, he was here in 2015. We won a great cup. Uh, he's a, a phenomenal coach, um, player coach, but a very professional player coach. Uh, used to be the strength coach uh, down down south, and so he has a uh, work hard mentality, hit hard mentality. Uh, he's aggressive in his defensive schemes and calls, and that's exactly what you know the Edmonton Eskimos I think uh, wanted to get back to. And um, he's the perfect coach, so I know he'll do a He'll have a big impact on our defense and, you know, a newly vamped defense too. So I think it's almost, uh, um, you know, proper timing for if there was a change. And this is a great change with uh, him knowing the culture. And, of course, um, our new special teams coach, you know, how cool is that for Edmonton, you know, Edmonton-born kid to have uh, that as my special teams coordinator. I grew up watching him play. you know, always one of my favorite players, as he was to many. So I think just the energy and the respect that he'll bring um, will will show immediately. And, and I think uh, he's going to have a lot of players, 
uh, real excited to uh, run down on special teams and, and make some big plays. So I think we've, we've stepped our game up in both departments and defense and special teams uh, can win you a championship. So uh, can't wait to get to camp. Ryan, thanks for giving us a CBA update. Hopefully there's a resolution here pretty soon. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, third week of May, we'll be talking football heavily. Really appreciate yeah. your time, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on the show. That is Ryan King, Eskimos long snapper. So good uh, good stuff from him, uh, his personal experience through free agency day, what he thinks of a couple of new coaches and where they're at with the negotiations. Obviously, he's a little cautious on uh, on what he can talk about there, uh, but it sounds like they're moving along pretty well. And uh, as he said, the uh, health issue, the head injury issue, that's a pretty big one as the players negotiate with the league. All right, uh, here's what, what should we do. What should we do? All right, here's what we're going to do. Well, I knew we were going to do this. I just changed my mind on how I wanted to do it last minute. We're going to give away, and they're going to have to answer a trivia question live on air. And it's, it's going to be really easy. It's going to be really easy, and I'll even tell you what the topic will be because we're going to have a couple of Oil Kings in studio. It'll be an Oil Kings question, but you'll have to get it right live on air, 780-496-0063, and we'll give you two tickets to the Oilers game on March 28th. Does that sound fair, Kellen? Oh, more than fair. Okay, so it will be an Oil King, and it's going to be about this year's Oil Kings, if that helps you do some research during the commercial. So study up. It's a super easy question, but it's four Oilers tickets, and then we have a couple of Oil Kings in studio after the 7.30 news. We're coming right back. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chen. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Buffalo scoring in the last few minutes here. So Toronto now leading 3-2, seven and a half minutes left in the third period. We will have a couple of Edmonton Oil Kings in studio soon, Wyatt McLeod and Connor McDonald. So we're going to give away two tickets to the game, what is it, next Thursday, March 28th, fan appreciation night for the Oilers as they take on the Dallas Stars. But we'll do an Oil Kings-themed trivia question, and we have Omar on the line. Omar, how are you? Good, yourself? Good, I haven't heard from you in a while. You have been doing okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just coming from Camrose right now. All right, well, what were you doing there? Just work. Oh, you work down there, and you live near the city or in the city? I live around, No, I live in the city, but I get sent out of town for work every once in a while. Oh, that's all right. Uh, tough go for the oil, eh? Oh, yeah. You still been yeah. watching, or you soured a bit? No, I uh, I stopped. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Nine games left. Uh, who do you like in the playoffs? Do you think Tampa's going to roll, or do you got an underdog? I'm going for Las Vegas. You oh you like you you mean you're cheering for them, or you're picking them? I'm picking them because they went to the finals last year, and I think they'll make it this year. Uh, good team. Stone's good, and Flurry, right? Flurry might give them an though. Calgary's pretty deep. So if Riddick holds up, I still like Calgary in that division, but we'll see. It'll be a Vegas, uh, a Tampa Bay uh, final. Could could have you imagined that 25 years ago when we were just young lads? Vegas, Tampa Bay for the Stanley Cup? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think you'll know this one, Omar. I hope you do. Can you make it a true or false? Uh, it's well. You're gonna to have to say the name of a player, but I think you know him because he's a pretty well-known Oil King. Who was the Oil King's leading scorer this past season? The Oil King leading scorer. Who was the Oil King's leading scorer this year? I got to give you eight more seconds, then I got to move on. Is it uh, that rookie? 
No, it was it wasn't a rookie. Omar, we'll get you next time, okay? Sorry, buddy. Jeremy, do you know the answer, Jeremy? Yes, I do. Go ahead. Trey Fix Melansky. <laughs> Hundred and two points. Yeah, what a great season for him and what a great draft pick by Columbus. Yeah, seventh round. I think he was in the last half of the seventh round, too. So that was. Yeah, I can't believe that. And I went and watched him a few times, and what a great player. So. Well, I'm yeah, looking forward to the playoffs. I, I think it's going to be pretty uh, pretty competitive. They win it on a roll. You know, Lauer's done a good job. And I got a couple Oil Kings coming in studio, so I hope you can listen as well. No, I will for sure. And like 11 game win streaks, good for them. And Medicine Hat will be a great series. So I'm excited. Okay, stay on the line, Jeremy. And we're back after the news with McLeod and McDonald from the Oil Kings. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Lightning now leading the Capitals 4-3 after two. Kucherov has his 37th. Three and a half minutes left in Buffalo. Maple Leafs up 3-2 on the Sabres. Still to come tonight, Senators and Canucks. And the Jets will play the Ducks. The Oilers on the ice tomorrow against the Columbus Blue Jackets. 5.30 face-off show here on 6.30. Chad, the game will start at 7. Uh, John says, uh, read the best players, make the best quality football. I would say get rid of the ratio altogether in the CFL. If the Canadian players are good enough, they will earn their spot. The league is going to have to evolve to compete and to stay relevant. And uh, Benny texting in, Says, Reed, I put $1,000 down on Boston. They are going to win this year. Well, Benny, I guess all I can say is good luck. And I really feel like you trust me if you can share the amount that you're gambling with me on Inside Sports. I, I think that gives me a warm feeling. Maybe a little bit uncomfortable at the same time. I'm not, I'm not really sure how to characterize that. But for your sake, I hope you win money. For my sake, I guess I hope you don't because I'm not really fond of the Boston Bruins. But that's a story for another day. A couple of special guests in studio from your Edmonton Oil Kings, a couple of defensemen. Connor McDonald. Hello, Connor. Hello. Great to see you. And also on the blue line, Wyatt McLeod. Hello, Wyatt. Hi. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming in. You guys are ready to rock and roll. Uh, so you came here together. And you're also D partners. So did they just say you guys got to go do the show because you play together? Or what? Oh, I can't get rid of him. I, he's, he's attached to the hip. I, I think it's because no one else can put up with Connor, but that's yeah, just my opinion. he's my opinion. babysitter. He keeps me in line, I guess. <laughs> well, I noticed during the commercial break, uh, you guys have no shortage of uh, quips for each other. <laughs> so are, are you two the two like locker room mouthpieces? Are you guys the chirpers on the team? Oh, hardly. <laughs> There's a lot looser programs than we are. Uh, it we're, depends we're on the day. Dialed. I don't know. I mean, uh, Parker Gavilis is pretty good. He, <laughs> he definitely has some good material to bring to the table. Yeah. Um, Zach Russell's always a topic of conversation. And you put Connor with either one of those two, and yeah, holy smokes. it's just smokes. a circus. It's a circus. <laughs> I, was, I sit beside uh, Gavs in the room, so that doesn't, uh, that doesn't go too well. Well, I can tell you guys are loose going into the postseason, so I guess that's that's one positive. Pe- Maybe I should tell Benny to put some money on the Oil Kings. Uh, but you guys, uh, there's a lot to talk about, um, all joking aside, though I hope you keep joking a little bit. Um, 11 wins to end the regular season. 
So the old thing is, let's go into the playoffs on a high note. Uh, you guys are doing it. Like, are you thinking about that win streak? Like, how good are you feeling right now, Wyatt? Uh, I think, yeah, as a team, we're, we're playing really good hockey right now. And, you know, sticking to the structure and the details that we've talked about all year, uh, I think it's really come together in a big way. But, you know, from a player's perspective, you don't think about it as much as you as outside people would think. Um, I think for our group, we just focused on one game at a time uh, and taking each period by period. And I think we're going to keep with that same mindset heading into the playoffs. One game at a time, classic cliche. Glad yeah. you've learned that in junior. For, for sure. Yeah, I, pucks yeah, in, pucks in. By it, pucks in, pucks deep. Yeah. So do you guys, so do you prefer a 195-foot game or a full 200-foot game? Uh, I'm Cloudy would probably say I'm 90 <laughs> feet. I would say he's more like 100. Uh, well, I mean, that's a little hurtful, but I'll wear it. Uh, Cloudy keeps me out of trouble, so I guess he can say that he plays a 200-foot game. Uh, I'm honestly. Your stats, I had your stats up. But were you, were you, were, Connor, weren't you the fourth-leading scorer on the team as a defenseman? I... Uh, believe so sounds, yes. that sounds about right yeah you don't you don't see him in the d zone too often yeah cloud that's cloudy's department <laughs> <laughs> he takes joy in that stuff all right so why it stays back and connor a little more you're bringing back the rover position I guess. there we go that's yeah, it i don't know i mean it's t- it, i don't know i mean he's up in the rush a lot you know he's yeah. i've had to corral him a couple times and tell him to get back i get lonely back in the d zone <laughs> all right so who who's uh what what does coach lauer say to you guys if you're starting to roam a little bit well you have to rein in or yeah start playing your position yeah <laughs> it's it's usually a, a quick five words or so and and rein us back in real quick yeah yeah, yeah take a two-minute break catch your breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I, I got to ask you about this guy. He was just the answer to a trivia question, Trey Fix Wolanski. Um, I, I mean, I think the expectations were there for him this season that he was going to get a lot of points. But, uh, I mean, he gets over 100. He sets a new team record in assists. So just, Connor, what can you say about his season and how he really took charge of the offense? Uh, I mean, I think you said it best. Uh, he really took his game to a whole new level this year. Uh, I think... Uh, you saw a little bit of experience from him going to uh, Columbus's development camp and uh, main camp translate uh, back into his game here. Mm. Uh, I feel he grew a lot as a leader this year. Um, you know, he's always been a leader for our room, but the fact that he wore the C this year, uh, you know, he definitely held us accountable. Uh, he always laid it out there uh, every game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a pleasure to play with, um, I think, for both me and cloudy uh he's fun to watch too um you know he's a great hockey mind and his game continues to grow and we're excited to see what he does for the playoffs and you guys are two of the alternate captains yeah yes. who else do you have ethan cap and matthew roberts so you rotate or is home and away yeah home yeah. and away which are you guys uh i'm home cappers away i think you're full-time yeah and then matthew robertson and i are full-time yeah. okay gotcha yeah. i don't think robbie has an idea what's going on with the extra letter <laughs> on his jersey though <laughs> i hope he's listening i'm not going to comment on that he, he can deal with that on his own at practice tomorrow so from a leadership perspective because uh, you know it's interesting um you know when i do the oilers post game show with rob brown and we get questions about do you need a vocal captain? You know, can 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 McDavid be a captain that young? Should you do you need to yell at guys? For you guys as as players, and I know you're still obviously relatively young men. What means more leadership wise for you guys? Hearing, you know, inspiration or 
sometimes you know harsh mm-hmm. words from mm-hmm. somebody or seeing a guy go out there and put it on the line and then wanting to physically copy that yeah for me personally uh, i love to see it uh i would say that that's how i've led in the past is being more of a doer rather than a talker um i do think there's a place for that talking to take for the talking to happen but one of the best leaders that i've ever been fortunate to play with was aaron irving um who used to be captain of the oil kings and and all that guy ever did was just lead by example every single day whether it was in the gym on on the ice in practice in games it, it was it was truly awesome to see and be around and uh, so for me yeah it's definitely leading by example would would be my my preferred and you think trey grasped that a little more <coughs> this year yeah yeah i mean he's always uh led on the ice and and uh in the gym and off the ice but uh you know as we said before he's just taken his game to a whole new level um you know nobody questions his authority um he's a true leader and uh he's a man of the people uh you know i think not, i feel like that's another in joke that you're hoping now oh, i mean thing. yeah he's uh yeah he's a he's a pretty good guy in the room uh so I mean, yeah, nobody uh, nobody has any problems with him, and uh, any problems there is, uh, he irons them out pretty quick. All right, we're in studio with Wyatt McLeod and Connor McDonald from your Edmonton Oil Kings. They start their playoff Saturday night against Medicine Hat. If you have any questions for these guys, you can text six thirty six thirty. Your season was an interesting one. I think you started five and zero or five and one. And then it was, I think, eight games without a win. And it was yeah. like, okay, maybe they're not going to be that good after all. And then you wind up 42 and 28 and however many overtime and shootout losses. Yeah. So what like, what was that wave like early to get through that and then go on to have a great year? Jeez, you remember it, that? Oh, what a, man. What a mess. It was just a, <laughs> a roller coaster. That swing was no fun at yeah. all. Well, right, and most of those were on the road with yeah. some injuries. Too, right? Yeah, it, just a roller coaster of emotions too, honestly. Hey, we're still... And especially at the beginning of the year, we're still a very young team. Um, and with the new coach and new systems, and we're trying to play a new way. And right off the bat, everything was just clicking, and we were rolling along. We thought, hey, this is easy. We could do this. Um, and then we went in on the road for the divisional games and, you know, played a bunch of really tough teams, top-tier teams. And that kind of put us back in our place a little bit. So, uh, you know, coach never let us never let us get down or pout or feel sorry for ourselves and instead we picked ourselves right back up and then started throwing punches again so it was a learning curve to say the least but no looking back on it it's it was good we've come a long way since then all right can you guys stick around for another segment absolutely connor mcdonald wyatt mcleod from edmonton oil kings in studio inside sports on 630 jet You're listening to 6.30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, thank you very much for tuning in. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 6.30 Ched. Oilers game tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show game at 7 against the Columbus Blue Jackets. In studio, two very special guests D partners on the Edmonton Oil Kings, Connor McDonald and Wyatt McLeod. Thanks again for dropping by, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hey, what do you think of those teddy bear toss jerseys this year? Oh, those things were sick. (laughs) 
You ever seen anything like those? I had never seen anything. Yeah. Like that. I actually oh, like there them. There you go. They were yeah. pretty. They were pretty skookum. I, they were looking good. What sort? They were what? They were skookum. I don't know what that means. Oh, unreal, unreal. Okay. unreal. Is, that, is this the word the kids are using? Uh, no, it's something that's. It's a Connor yeah. thing. It's, oh, just, it's for sure yeah. a Connor it's just thing. You use it. Yeah. I don't know. Cloudy, cloudy knows what it knows what it means. Oh, when I first saw those jerseys, I had to give my eyes a rub. <laughs> you guys came out and modeled them. The, yeah, were you guys there too? Oh yeah, full yeah. shoot. Yeah, uh, I, I I thought they looked great, but I wonder what it was like playing in them. Like, did it ever be like, wow, we're like trying to like body check people <laughs> dressed as giant teddy bears? Well, I mean, I don't like wearing hits, so I mean, if the opposition thinks, geez, I don't want to hit this guy, <laughs> perfect. This is I this is a great that. jersey. <laughs> no, but actually, though, as players, once you get on the ice and you're in a game, you don't. You don't think about those kind of things. I mean, leading up to it, and you know, we do the shoot and every and the media, and it's all fun, and and you know, it's jokes and stuff. But once the game happens, they, our minds on other things. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if things are going bad, the coach can give you a kick in the tail. In that in that case, those tails were amazing. Yeah, that, that they, really they were, they were that good. really cinched it. Absolutely. <laughs> what else did you guys wear this year? Uh, the Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. I, actually, I missed good. the Star Wars reveal this year, but I went to the news conference. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love Star Wars. Yeah, they were they were cool. I like those ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Star Wars were cool. What else did we have? We, we had, had the Don Cherry. Don ones. Cherry ones. Yeah. Right. Those were those were really cool, just because yeah. they were they were a little different than a lot of NHL teams around the league or mm-hmm. uh, WHL teams around the league. Not not at the uh, <laughs> top level yet, unfortunately. We all know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we hope. We hope. But uh, yeah, those were cool. Um, and then you different. have your two owned. You have your what? Your white and your red. Yeah. And do you have two colors of the alternate now? Yeah, uh, yeah. And we so we have our black, like the black and green, and then we also have our white whites now of that version. So white and green okay. as well. So lots of jerseys going around for sure. Yeah, that's, that's we, amazing. We definitely win the fashion show. Yeah. For sure. that, well, that's I think <laughs> most important out, out of everything. By the way, this portion of the show presented by Furnace Family, your twenty four seven furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call seven eight zero four family or furnacefamily dot com. Uh, what do you guys like to do on the long bus trips? Oh, listen to music. I would say is my best, my best option. You're both done school now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, I know how to read. So <laughs> I was uh, never questioning that. I, I, I. Uh, yeah. I've started getting into a habit of reading on the bus, uh, just to make time go go faster um if not music or sleeping or and, watching and Netflix that is show. not a lie i walk to the back of the bus and i see this old man reading books <laughs> what do you like to read do uh I twilight I mean, like i think you could probably guess it well uh, uh, what's that supposed to hunger mean? games i don't know what are the kids hockey like? no oh no. just more hockey just stuff. more hockey yeah i uh i'm on the second uh don cherry hockey stories oh nice book uh that's pretty cool it's just uh recreational reading like you know, easy story, uh, one and a half, two pages. Um, and then I can get into deeper <laughs> literature. Wouldn't want to be too hard on yourself, eh? Yeah, yeah. Don't want to give myself too much of a headache. Uh, I don't know. I I read books on everything. You name it. Wine. Um, <laughs> like Huckleberry Finn, Mark Twain. I like the writing by Mark Twain. Yeah. So Taylor Swift. Yeah. Do you yeah. actually read books about wine? Uh, I've read a couple, yeah. <laughs> Just about how it's made and stuff. It's cool. When you actually know what you're looking for, it's it's pretty uh pretty neat there's a lot more well that's amazing yeah. that's very diverse than, of you yeah oh thank you uh connor where did you grow up i grew up in delta bc and why what about for you i grew up in dawson creek bc and, and when did you guys start skating and playing hockey 
Uh, for me, it was, I think I was four is when I first learned to skate. And it was on my outdoor rink because my dad told me that I had to learn how to skate before I could go into actual organized hockey. Well, it's so, probably a good idea. Yeah, I think it was probably the best advice he ever gave me I, if I were to recall uh, on that kind of stuff. Dads are always right. Yeah, there, right? honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I started skating when I was uh, three or four. Uh, my mom's a figure skating coach, so it was easy. She'd just uh, take me to work and I'd strap on the skates and put on my snow pants and yeah, I'd just be jetting around there causing <laughs> havoc. <laughs> yeah. When did you guys think that you might be good enough to play major junior? Or maybe you still don't think that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends on the game. I still get told sometimes. <laughs> I sometimes get asked who I am. I was thinking that too. Yeah, sometimes I, we hear that I wonder lot. if I'm a major junior hockey player sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, you watch videos sometimes. You wonder, how am I here? <laughs> Why am I here? For but, for me, I, I don't know. It's That's a hard one for me to answer because I grew I played my Bantam second year in Dawson Creek. Um so I don't know if I really thought that I could play until maybe I was six, 15 at the end of my uh, first year midget. I might have thought that I really had a chance. Um, I think for me, my route was a little bit different than most of most of my teammates anyways. I don't know about you, Connor. <laughs> We're glad you're here. <laughs> I'm thoroughly glad you're here. Greatest pastor well, well, I've thank ever you. Been, been a part of playing with. Um, yeah, I mean, my route was different. Uh, I moved to North Shore Winter Club in North Vancouver uh, for Pee Wee's second year. Um, I mean, that was pretty much a dream team with, with Bella Reeve and a couple other uh, top-end WHLers now. Um, yeah, I went to the Pee Wee Quebec tournament and then went to back-to-back Westerns. Uh, won Westerns, my second kick of the can when I was a Bantam second year. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's when you really start to believe. Guys, I hate to tell you this, but we're out of time. We're going to have to bring you back. <laughs> uh, the fans are saying, thank goodness. Yeah, everyone well, else is happy. Yeah. Wyatt McLeod and Connor McDonald from your Edmonton Oil Kings. They are home to Medicine Hat. First two games of the playoffs, Saturday at 7.30, Sunday at 6, oilkings.ca for the full schedule and ticketing info. I'll rejoin you at 5.30 tomorrow for the face-off show, Oilers and Blue Jackets at 7. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Dave Campbell is the producer of the show. Guys, thanks for coming in. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. My name is Reed Wilkins. Have a great night 6:30 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 6:30 Chad